Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NCAA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BetUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. For 125% bonuses, use our promo code TTT125. That's right, to the top talk listeners, TTT125, BetUS.com. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. Was that a tank? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome back to To The Top Talk, now presented by BetUS. That's right. We have a new sponsor on the show, BetUS, and we'll have some more information uh, on that partnership for you as we go along. But BetUS the new title sponsor of To The Top Talk. We're here with your break from all the High Resource 5 propaganda, and there's a lot of that out there right now, to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me on the line, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Nice to be back. I was going to do my little crack sound with the beer, but uh, I already did that since we've been talking for like a half hour before we even went on. But it is good to be back, man. Uh, nice little break there and um, and just uh, ready to get after it. And all the way from North Carolina, the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott. Patience is a virtue bump. <laughs> you you got to wait around. I mean, I love I, that poop sound. I enjoy. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I enjoy drinking as much as the next guy. But uh, if if we uh, drink too much during the the hot mic session before we get started, um, you never know what's going to get leaked to the general public these days when Jamie tries to take you down. So, <laughs> well, it sounds so- like you've been working on your thimps a little bit too. That was a that was a great A thimp. Uh, it was just uh, sober placement towards the microphone uh they get a little sloppier as the episode goes on (laughs) so let's see we haven't done a show in uh, about a month and a half what's is there anything that's happened i know there's no sports playing um but has anything gone down i don't know Mm. yeah nothing i can think of good night guys i just try to stay out of everything Well, let's let's get started by uh, keeping the conversation going about alcohol. So th- it was announced that Southern Miss and Southern Prohibition Brewery – I can't say brewery without sounding intoxicated – Southern Prohibition Brewery um, would be collaborating on a special craft beer for the upcoming season. It is a lager. They had two names that they put up for a vote. The winning name is – Gold Rush, and that name was generated by your friends here at To the Top Talk. So you can thank all of us for I believe it was you specifically, sir. I'm trying to give all you guys the credit, man. 
I mean, well, I mean, we had a brainstorming really. session. We had a brainstorming session yeah. to, to toss names out there. That was a good one. It's a good name for a beer, and it is uh, in production. There are going to be some events coming out to go along with this. You should start seeing it in locations a few weeks before football season. So hopefully we'll have some news, uh, more news on that in the uh, upcoming weeks. But it won't be long. Gosh, we are only – I forgot what the count – well, we can't say. We're recording this before it's being released. So it is not exact – I don't know how many days. It's like 30-something days now until football season starts from when we, we release this episode. So like 33 days. So it's not long. That beer will be here before you know it. Woo-hoo. You said it was going to be in some certain locations. I know a specific location where it's going to be. Okay. In my refrigerator. There you go. Exactly. That wasn't what I was hinting at, but that is very, very fair. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, I've, I've already made arrangements to get some uh, Smokey and the Bandit bootlegged up to North Carolina. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for it to drop. I will be drinking some of that. I'm sure it's going to be delicious. It's a lager. Southern Prohibition does a really good job with that. The can is gorgeous. This is the type of can that you put on your shelf next to those Centennial Coke bottles or those 75-year anniversary Southern Miss Coke bottles that you have. It's a beautiful can. They really did an amazing job with the artwork, so I can only imagine what it's going to taste like. Yeah, shout out to uh, – oh, man. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's actual Christian name right now, but uh, Fear and Loading on Instagram is the guy that does uh, all of Sopro's artwork or the vast majority of it. Uh, he's out in New Orleans, very talented artist and graphic artist, uh, but he did beautiful, beautiful work with both of those can designs. So if we're going to bring the show back, so we've been on a break. We talked about a little bit of a rebranding. You can you can notice a difference in our logo. You can you'll notice a difference in, um, of course, us having a title sponsor. We have some other surprises that will be coming your way in the next few weeks, particularly merchandise. Woo! But we knew coming out of the gate, we had to swing for the fences, and we got a guest on the show today. That we've kind of been waiting to get on the show for a reason. We want to get wanted to get him just before he gets into football season. Talking about the new head coach for the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Here he is, Will Hall. Coach Hall, what was it like the moment you found out you were going to become the new head coach for the Golden Eagles? How did Jeremy McLean close the deal? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'd met with him and Dr. Bennett the previous night, and uh, Jeremy's a very calculated guy that, that really thinks things through. He's not a reactionary leader, which is awesome. And so, obviously, they flew back home that night after coming to see me, and they called me at noon the next day, and I was getting ready to practice for we had Memphis that week. And, uh, you know, I took the call, and Jeremy told me that they were ready to offer me this job, and of course, I immediately accepted, and you know, man, just a just an unbelievable moment for me and my family. You know, everybody knows my journey and knows uh, kind of how I grew up, and you know, fairy tales are fairy tales for a reason, right? They're very rarely real life, and you know, not to say mine and Rebecca's journey to get to this point uh, was a fairy tale would not be true. I mean, we've been through some really tough times and some really tough places. And there's been a lot of times we doubted if we would ever get the chance to run a D1 uh, program. But to come full circle and get to do it here, you know, at a place that I've got such respect for and know so much history and uh, where I know so many people 
and uh, where I can raise my kids in a fashion that Rebecca and I were raised. And uh, it just means so much to me to be here. It's just been a really cool deal. And uh, it was it was a deal that was very emotional, you know, because, I mean, there's been a lot put into this. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I, a lot of people would have quit, you know. And uh, so it was awesome, you know. Why did you want to be the head coach at Southern Miss? Well, you know, I grew up. A high school coach's son in this state. I was raised by high school coaches. I played junior college ball in this state. For 18 years, I've recruited this state. Probably, you know, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I probably recruited it better than anybody's recruited it at any level, me and, and, and my staff members. And uh, just knew so many people. I know the inner workings of the state. I know last names in the state. You know, we talk about Ty Keys all the time. and You know, Ty was a great player as a ninth grader, but golly, when I knew Ty was going to be special, when I found out his mama was a Sullivan and his daddy was a Keys. I mean, when you put Sullivan and Keys together in Smith County, them suckers are going to be players. That's just the way it is. And uh, I know those things. And, uh, you know, I knew Southern Miss's history. I grew up, you know, I graduated in 99. So, you know, I'm a kid in the 90s that's a football junkie and uh, watched all those great Jeff Bauer teams. Uh, I, I've had a chance to get to know Jim Carmody through the years. Got a chance to know Jeff Bauer through the years. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, had great respect for when Coach Fedora was here. Pi Van and Bobby Collins were a little before my time, but obviously being a football junkie, I've researched and know them. But just, you know, the ability to, to for my kids to grow up in Mississippi the way – I grew up, you know, in a state where our last name means something, you know, and, uh, you know, a chance for, for them to, to understand that and, and, and to be able to get on their bicycle and ride down the street to their friend's house like, like we all did growing up. Just a cool deal as well. And I don't know, man, I could talk for six hours on why it's been <laughs> such a neat deal, but it, it, it just, it just is, you know. It's just a, I think it's been a great fit for me and my family, but I also think it's been a great fit for Southern Miss. You've been burning up the vocal cords since you've gotten here. How many interviews and speaking engagements have you done so far this year? Man, we've lost count, you know. I mean, <laughs> uh, I try not to ever say no, you know. I mean, uh, my salary's out there on the Internet. Everybody knows what they're paying me. They pay me way too much money to be the football coach here, and I don't. I'm the type of person that wakes up every day. I don't ever want to go to bed at night and somebody to be able to say, man, I ran into Will Hall today and my day was worse because of it. And I don't ever want anybody to feel like I let them down. It's just what drives me. It's the way I was raised. And there's a lot of people counting on me here. And uh, we've got a great brand. We've got a great history and tradition. That's been lost a little bit through the last few years. Uh, with our fan base through conference realignment, through some down years, through a not a negative talk, through a lot of talk about what we don't have. Well, you know, my deal is we've got a lot. I've been around the South in, in a group of five level at places that are winning big now. And we've got so many things better than those places. And so I'm just trying to get out and about from an educated standpoint. This is not just somebody that came off the street in me. Like, you know, I've, I've been in a lot of these group of five places that are winning 10 or more games now. And, you know, we have lots of things better than them. We've got plenty to sell, plenty to focus on, uh, you know, to get us back to where we should be 
And I just want everybody to understand that on the front end. We don't have to to hide our face. We, we man, we 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 should be putting on our black and gold and be very proud to be Southern Miss fans, Southern Miss alumni. And we can get back to that, and we can get back to that quickly if we'll all band together. So I haven't said no much. I really don't know if I've said no any. And, uh, man, just trying to get off on the right foot because year one is such a big deal, right? You Absolutely. know, it, I keep calling it the jump-off platform for our program. If, you know, we're going to be the best group of five program in the country again. I believe that with every red blood cell pumping through my body. Now, how quick we get there, I don't know yet. You know, this year one is the jump-off point. You know, if we go freaking 10 and 2 in year one, we can get there pretty quick. If we go 2 and 10, we got a little ways to go. So my wife and I understand that. It's the third time we've ever taken over a program. So it's our third time to put this vision and detailed plan into place. And we understand that year one from December to December is a, is a, is a full speed sprint every day to make sure that platform is, is a good platform. I saw a picture of, I guess, some renovations that you guys have done at the Athletic Center. There's a pic, there's a, a picture of some six things on the wall. Honesty, accountability, golden rule, always compete, project positive energy, and find a way. Can you tell us about the significance of these six phrases and why they ended up on the wall? Yeah, so those are our six core values. We have a culture pyramid that's up in every uh, meeting room, team room, uh, weight room, locker room. You know, they're, they're up everywhere, and that's the foundation of our program. It's the characteristics that we want a Southern Miss player to emulate when he's out in the community, the way we want him to touch and affect people. And, uh, you know, it, it, I talk about it in every speech I give as we're going around because I want people to understand it's bigger than football here. And uh, so those are our six core values. Like I said, they're up everywhere. And, uh, man, we're, we're instilling them every day. We tie one, at least one, sometimes two, into every workout, uh, every drill you know daily those six things at least one of them are tied into everything we do and then you got your mantra that you've been you've just been uh it's been permeating everywhere since you've gotten here attitude is everything how, how did you come up with that what i mean it's obvious that it, it it's it's very important uh but why does that permeate with you yes yeah, so it's just something i've always believed in my life maybe it's because you know, I was a short guy that played quarterback that had to prove people wrong my whole life. And I guess my theory, man, is, you know, we've all got our we've all got our advantages. We've all got our disadvantages. Right. But at the end of the day, we all get to choose no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what event comes across our way. We get to choose our response. We get to choose our attitude to go chase our hopes and dreams. And we just instill that in our players. It's what we break it down on every day. It's what ties our culture pyramid together. It's at the very top of it. And I think it's the greatest gift the good Lord gives us is no matter what our circumstances are, we get to choose how we're going to respond. And uh, it's kind of me, man. It's my fiber. You know, like, you know, my story's been well documented since I got here. But, you know, talking about there was a lot of times Rebecca and I didn't know if we would make it here. We wanted to quit. And there's been a lot of tough circumstances that have come our way. But at the end of the day, if you keep responding the right way and you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know, eventually 
you're going to get those blessings. And uh, it's not usually going to happen on your time. It's usually going to happen on, on the good Lord's time when he thinks it's right. And I'm living proof of that. And uh, we, we, we tie that in with everything we do. And, and just I just believe in it with all my heart. Look, it's easier for some than others. Some people are born with two parents at home that love them with a lot of money. They're standing on third base about to reach home plate, and they think they hit the triple, you know, and they really didn't. I mean, they, they, they were just blessed. Some people are not born with all those advantages. But at the end of the day, these young men, man, they're at Southern Miss, you know, and most of them are on full scholarship. They've got a chance if they'll make simple good decisions with simple good responses daily to do something so great and to change or really just to set their kids up one day to have a better life than what they have. And that's what we all want, right? We all want to, when I'm dead and gone, man, I hope Tripp and Pete, my two boys, get a better life than I had. And I hope their kids have a better life than they had. If we can all do that, then we're continuously, you know, making the world a better place. You know, one of the things that I've kind of been fascinated with in regards to sports psychology, now, You've had, uh, you know, some previous head coaching stops where you've won some championships. But one of the obstacles that we've had at Southern Miss, in my opinion, has been surviving success. You know, we would get on a good run and then, you know, lay an egg against a team that we probably shouldn't have, you know, lost to. What are your thoughts on surviving success and how do you keep your players motivated for each and every game? Yeah, you know, one thing we try to really talk about here is, uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And we talk constantly about competition. It's one of those six core values. You know, today competition is viewed as such a negative word. You know, um, we, we live in a everything's going to be all right society. We live in a society, you know, where, you know, everybody says, man, you just do you. You know, you do you, you be you. Well, you know, we tell our players all the time, that may not necessarily be true. You know, if you doing you is you being a butthole, then you need to change, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there, there's this fallacy out there that there's so many avenues to get to success and to chase your hopes and dreams, when the reality is there's not a lot of pathways to success. Success is hard. Success has to be consistent. Success is simple, good decisions over a long period of time. Success doesn't happen quickly. and uh, so for us, we talk about the process a lot. You know, we talk about waking up and getting a little better every day and not worrying about what everybody else around you is doing. Just worry about what you can control and doing that. So, you know, all the cliches that you hear in coaching with one game at a time and, and all those things tie into that. But, you know, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of coaches out there that say every game is the same, you know, and every game – uh, is all, you know, we play 12 games, and they all mean the same. Well, I'm not really that way. I'm more of a realistic guy. I mean, you know, there's blood pumping in all of our bodies. We're emotional human beings, right? I mean, to try to act like our kids are going to be the same every game as they are when we play UAB, when they come to the house, when UAB's won this league three out of four times, we're kidding ourselves, you know, if we're saying that, that that's going to be the same. So, You've got to manage that and understand that. We always feel like we've done a good job with that at other programs we've been at. Uh, it is hard. It is hard, but it's something that's on our mind, and and uh, we try to be real with it and, and, and manage it. So prior to coming to USM, you were the offensive coordinator at Tulane last season, September 26, 2020. Tulane, 66, Southern Miss, 24. 
What are your thoughts on how that played out, and how do we keep that from ever happening again? <laughs> well, uh, first on thoughts of how it played out, you know, we came into that game at one and one at Tulane, and uh, was coming off a devastating loss to Navy the week before, and uh, where we should have, you know, we really blew the game, and uh, we were having some quarterback issues, uh, and we didn't know who our quarterback really was. We didn't know how good we were. And we got off, you know, to a bad foot. I think Southern Miss got up early 14 to nothing. And uh, we made a change at quarterback to a young freshman who's going to be a phenomenal player for them. And uh, the tide kind of turned for our season at that point. Uh, we felt like in the run game we had some advantages there and, and were able to exploit that as the game went on. And so, uh, you know, it just turned into a game where, you know, running the football – we had some things that, that, that Southern Miss was having a hard time stopping, and so it snowballed right there late. But uh, how do we keep that from happening again? You know, one thing about me that a lot of people probably don't realize because I coach the quarterbacks and call the plays, and usually when you do that, people think offense is what matters. But uh, I'm a traditionalist with football. You know, I believe there's a, there's a way to win games that stood the test of time. Not a way to win games. There's a lot of way to win games. There's a way to win championships that stood the test of time. And that's really not changed throughout football from the beginning to now. You know, you look at the NFL all the way through to high school football. If you're going to put a ring on your finger, you've got to find a way to run the football to create explosive plays in the passing game. And you've got to play defense. Um, you know, you can win and get to seven and five to nine and three, throwing it 80 times a game and, doing all that, but none of those teams ever win a championship. And so my other six years as a head coach, we led the league uh, in rushing or pass efficiency, five of the six years offensively, and then all six years we led the league in total defense or scoring defense. So that's the way we construct our program. We want to play a complementary brand of football, and we got to get the nasty bunch back. And I think that starts – I think playing great defense is a mentality. There's not a lot of programs in the country that care about defense anymore. That's why there are very few programs that win it all every year. You know, I mean, let's talk – I mean, college football and the NFL, we can pick right now – we can name six teams in both leagues right now, and I guarantee you one of those six are probably going to win it all at both levels. We yeah, can, absolutely. And, and it's those teams that understand that and play that brand of football. That's what we want to get back to here. Uh, it started from the moment we took this job. And uh, it's a mentality throughout our program, and I think we're gonna we're gonna get that back. We'll be better on defense than we were last year. I can promise you that. We'll talk a little bit about the team you inherited. You had, you know, a, a great group of kids who, you know, went through a lot last year. Went through three head coaches. Uh, went through a lot of adversity. Lost lost quite, uh, you know several games, you know, by three three or three or less points, if I'm not mistaken. So tell us a little bit about. The, the Golden Eagles that, that you inherited as a head coach? Yeah, so, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Jamie, that we're sitting here at Southern Miss in the 2019 season, and UAB comes to the Rock, and UAB's won this league three out of the last four years. UAB comes to the Rock, and we beat them, beat them bad right here in the Rock, and we're going down the stretch at 7-3 with a chance to win the West and win this conference. And, I mean, you know as well as anybody, then the wheels kind of came off. 
And uh, these kids have been through a lot since then. And when we came in here, what we wanted to do is just tell them, hey, man, you chose Southern Miss for a reason. A lot of those reasons are still intact. There's a different staff here now. But, you know, we've won everywhere we've been, and our players have loved playing for us everywhere we've been. So just give us a chance. You got the spring semester. Just give us a chance. And I told them, I said, man, get through, get to May. And if you don't like the way we're going with this program, you don't like how we treat you, get in the portal and leave. But at least give it a chance. And um, I really like our kids. You know, these kids will work. And uh, so I give the previous staff credit for that. These kids will really work. But also that's that's what kids are in this area, right? I mean, Mississippi, lower Alabama, southeast Louisiana, Panama, Florida, those kids love football. They love to work. Football matters to those kids. And that's what Southern Miss has been forever. I do think we've got enough talent to be competitive right away in our conference. I think it's going to be a year where every game, it's going to take everybody. You know, I think we're going to play a lot of games this year where we're going to be somewhere between a seven-point favorite to a seven-point underdog. And all those things, that's coach speak that you hear, turnover battles, special teams, injuries, uh, want to, effort, all those things. It's going to tie into everybody. And, uh, you know, it's going to be – it could be an unbelievable year. It could be a bad year. and uh, But we've got to all band together. And uh, But I do think we can be competitive right off the bat. I really do. What can we expect a Will Hall team to look like this fall? Yeah, extremely physical. Like I said, we want to establish the run, and we want to get after you on defense. So we want to be extremely physical. We want to be a unit that plays for each other, that believes in each other. We want to be a complementary brand of football. You know, we're never going to look like these teams that, you know, we don't want to score 60 and give up 50, but we also don't want to score 10 and give up three. You know what I'm saying? We want to be a, we want to be able to win games the way we need to win games. We want to assess that week to week. Uh, we want to be, eventually we want to be great in all facets, but, uh, extremely physical with great, great passion and energy and love for the people around each other has been kind of our trademark, uh, you know, forever and ever. Man, football is a physical game. You know, I didn't make it that way, but it's not going to change anytime soon for the teams that want to put a ring on their finger. Teams that don't play that way, again, they can get to six, seven, eight, nine wins, but they never put a ring on their finger. Tell us a little bit about this coaching staff you've assembled. I think the the vast majority of them are new to Southern Miss, with the exception of um, certainly Chad Williams, who was, gosh, he was fierce back in the day. I can only imagine what he brings to the coaching staff. Tell us a little bit about this staff you've assembled. Yeah, him and also Desmond Lindsay from Tyler. Oh, that's right. Has been here. Yep. But no, man, a bunch of unbelievable men and unbelievable teachers. I told Dr. Bennett when he hired me, I said, Dr. Bennett, you've got no idea, man these guys will be some of the best teachers on this whole campus. And that's no knock on our professors. We got some great professors on this campus too, but we are teaching a high level class every day. I mean, we run NFL schemes in all three facets. And so they are unbelievable articulators uh, with very high IQs that are masters of their craft. Uh, number one, and then number two, they're extremely good men. They believe in those six core values or I wouldn't have hired them. And, man, all of them are a lot like me. They've had to scratch, claw, and grind to get here. I believe in that. I don't want guys 
that have just been power five their whole life because that's not what works at this level. You know, guys that have only been at the Alabamas and Ohio States and Georgias, there's so many resources at those levels from staff and from financial perspective that they don't ever learn how to do all the facets of their job. Everything's compartmentalized. Guys that come from the levels that we come from, man, they can do everything that entails with their job. They don't need help from running computers to helping a kid with academics to understanding transcripts and recruiting. Uh, these guys are grinders that have done way more than just their job their whole life because they come from the lower levels. And uh, it's just a the way they've come together and complemented each other. We're a really group. We're, we're kind of old school, man. We're a pack. You know, we like to hang out with each other. It was a funny deal. We finally hit the vacation part of summer when recruiting went to the dead period. And uh, every staff I've ever been on at the Division One level, when you go to vacation, everybody just scatters. I mean, there's 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 slag. The gravel's just slinging underneath their tires as they spin out to get away from each other. <clears throat> well, shoot, man, we broke for vacation in June, uh, and I go back into my office to shore a few things up, walk out of my office, and everybody's still here. I walked around, looked, and I said, guys. Y'all are good, man. We're just good. And everybody just, yeah, we're just chilling. I said, well, shoot. Y'all want to go to 4th Street? They said, yeah. We all end up at 4th Street hanging around with each other, having a few cold drinks and eating lunch together, you know. And that's a unique deal at this level. It's very old school, but it's what I wanted. I want a group of guys that are bought in together, that love each other, that know each other's families, and have mutual respect for each other. And uh, I think I've been so pleased and so thankful uh, and blessed, you know, with, with how it's come together. Oh, yeah, and you're you're an offensive guy, so you've got some playmakers coming back: Trey Low, Frank Gore, Jason Brownlee, among others. Tell us a little bit about this power spread offense that you're going to run at USM. Yeah, so we have a humongous toolbox. You know, uh, we we, we want to be able to build it around our players. So we probably use about sixty percent of our offense each year. Uh, because we've got to be flexible with what we've got, right? And and so what we inherited here, number one, was a lot of elite wide receivers. You know, uh, I mean, our receivers and the and the not the talent of them and the depth of them, you know, has been has been really good to see. It's very rare at this level that we have so many of those. So we want to be able to use those. Also, we have a lot of really good tight ends, which is also very rare. So, uh, you know, we, we have the ability to do that. But what you're going to see is a lot of multiple formations, very New Orleans Saints-like in our presentation, okay, for, for all you Saints fans. Uh, you will see us in the gun most of the time, but we do get under center. Uh, you will see us run the ball downhill uh, and play action off of that. And you will see multiple tight ends in the game. They'll be both flexed and in the box. You will see a fullback again. Okay, and, uh, you know, we've the starting fullback for the Saints played for us in college. So uh, we, we play a fullback, and which is rare. And, uh, you know, so, uh, again, we want to create the run and also develop explosive plays down the field. Southern Miss has always taken their defensive defense seriously. Tell us a little bit about what to expect on the defensive side of the ball. So we want to be a, a multiple front three and four man front 
okay? We want to smother you down if we can, all right? Meaning we want to play man and really get up in your face and take anything easy away if we have the ability to do that. If we don't have the ability to do that, then we won't do that. We're not going to be stupid, okay? So, uh, but we start right there. Can we smother you down and make it extremely difficult for you to do anything? And if we can, we will. If not, then, you know, we want to give some ground right there and give you the ability to stop yourself, you know, and uh, but that's where we start. We'll be very multiple in our fronts and and uh, multiple in the back end. We'll base out of five defensive backs, okay? Uh, we'll base out of 3D linemen and an outside linebacker who can be a defensive end or an outside linebacker. Uh, we work tackling every day. Uh, Austin Armstrong's an unbelievable teacher of tackling, and it's something that from the moment we got here, opening defensive team meeting, he said, guys, we may do a lot of things, but two things that's going to be for sure. We're going to tackle, and we're going to play with great effort. And they and, that, and it's not coach speak. Every practice you come to, they have tackling circuit, and or we have tackling circuit. So, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of young men playing for each other and flying around. And um, I'm not ready to make predictions on how we're going to be right away. I can tell you we're going to be an improved defense from last year. I can promise you that. And I can tell you there's going to come a day where it's going to be really, really hard to get yards on us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, they're going. the Golden Eagles are going to look a little bit different on the field this year. You've got some some new uniforms. Tell us a little bit about what went into putting those uh, new threads on the Golden Eagles this year. Yeah, so when I got here, one of the first things that really struck me about this place is we've got all this great history and tradition here, and it's unbelievable, but we really don't have a uniform. You know, when you go all the way back from Pie Van, you know, to Bobby Collins, Jim Carmody, Curly Hallman, Jeff Bauer, Larry Fedora, you know, we've got all these wins through the years, and you can Google right now a great player from our past, and every one of them is in a different style of uniform. We don't have a consistent uniform. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to create a true uniform uniform, if you will, a look that is uniform throughout the different color patterns. We wanted a look that the young kids and recruits would say, oh, man, that's got swag. But we wanted a look where the older crowd would say, man, that is a classy look right there. And I really think we nailed it, man. I do. I know I'm prejudiced on it, but when you look at the uniforms, uh, the jerseys have two stripes on the sleeves that match the two stripes down the pants. We have a black, a white, and a gold jersey, and a black, a white, and a gold pants. And they all look the exact same. They've got Southern Miss across the front. They've got two stripes on the sleeves and two stripes on the pants. So you're able to mix and match those all combinations, but it's the consistent uniform look. And then on the helmet, we've got the Southern Miss, you know, with the wings coming off of it. That's been our consistent logo. So the helmet looks the same. We do have added a white helmet just to give us a few more looks. And, uh, you know, it kind of blew up on Twitter because I said we have a brand, and that brand is black, gold, and white, and that offended a lot of people. Look, for all you listening today, I'm not an idiot. I know we're black and gold, okay? I know we're black and gold. I love black and gold, all right? The deal with why I said white is 
when we play on the road, we have to wear a white jersey. Okay. Right, so, right. You know, we have to we have to have white in our uniform, guys. It's just part of it. And that's all I meant by that. What I really meant was we have beautiful colors here. We don't have to throw gray and all this other random stuff into it. Okay. And uh we're gonna get back to being black and gold. And that's who we are. And I'm really proud of the look that we've had and hopefully it can start a new tradition here to add to our traditions where hey, we have a consistent look that's timeless that can that can establish, you know, add on to even more tradition here. Let's say there's a Southern Miss fan out there who hasn't been to a game in the past five or ten years for whatever reason. You know, we, we've obviously lost some fans along the way. What would you say to, to that fan or those types of fans? Why should they be excited about Southern Miss football again? Well, same thing I told the players, right? Just give us a chance. You know, we have – we're not just walking around uh, hopelessly trying to get this back. We have a vision, and we have a detailed plan to get to that vision. Every day we wake up, we have an organized, structured plan to get us back to being the best group of five program in the country. We have a plan in recruiting. Everybody's seen that. We're going to get – we're getting back to our footprint of Mississippi, Lower Alabama, Southeast Louisiana, and the Panhandle. That plan is coming into effect. We have got a ton of really good players. We're already at 21 commitments this year, which would put us at like second in the whole group of five behind Cincinnati. So you're seeing a lot of it come into place. Um, I, I, I just think that there's going to come a day where we're going to be a great program again. We're going to be picked to win our conference preseason, all those things. And you don't want to jump on board then. You know, you want to be here for the ride because the journey is so much more fun and we need you. Okay. We need our fans. We have just, we're just big enough to where we have all the resources we need to be the best group of five program in the country if everybody's banded together. But if we're fractured, okay, and we don't have everybody banded together, we're just small enough where we can be a real struggle to have all the resources we need. So if you truly want us back, if you truly want us to win again, if you're that negative person walking around going, I tell you what, boy, I sure do wish we'd get back to the good old days, then get your butt back at the rock and do your part. Because we wake up every day here on a freaking mission. We recruit like madmen. We work and develop these kids. All we need from you is to get back to the rock. That's simple. Six times. There's 52 weeks in a year, man. You've got 46 to do whatever you want to on the weekend. I need six of them for you to get back in the rock. September 4th can't get here soon enough, Coach. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? No, you know, that was really it. You led me into it. <laughs> Everybody comes to this wheel, man, what can we do for you? Man, you can get back to the rock. You know, I've heard people say, Coach, I tell you what, I'm going to be there five times this year, but me and my wife have already got a vacation on one of the weekends. Man, cancel that vacation. All right? Yeah. Move it to another weekend. We need you here six times out of 52 weekends in the year. All I'm asking for is six. Please come back and support us in what we're doing, and let's build this together. Because, guys, I'm telling you now, we, again, we wake up every day on fire, and we're doing what we're supposed to do. And uh, I'm excited to be your coach, and we're going to build a really special thing here together.
bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. To the Top Talk listeners, join now for a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125. That's right, TTTT125. And bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. Bet US. That was head coach Will Hall, uh, a man who just exudes the type of energy that we need right now. Jason, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You ran into him not too long ago at the Will Hall Golf Tournament. Yep, when I played in the Will Hall uh, Golf Tournament out at Hattiesburg Country Club. And uh, well, not only him, I ran into uh, Coach uh, Coach O'Brien, Coach Armstrong. I had a nice little conversation with Coach Armstrong for a little while, and 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 of course Coach Hall. And I, and you know, as the day went on, uh, looking back on it, I probably shouldn't have talked to him as much as I did. <laughs> um, even the tournament started at eight eight o'clock in the morning. It was free drinks, and I wasn't working that day. It was on a Thursday, so um, and I was playing horribly. So you add all those things together, and it ends up you know into a just uh, it, a lot of adult beverages uh, for for me and the guys playing in our group. That being said, we did pretty good. We shot a 59, which came in like fourth. But uh, we did. There's none of us played good at all. Chase probably played the best, but um, but it was fun. It was nice to get out there. It was it was great participation. Um, the course was in fantastic shape, and yeah, you talk about the uh, enthusiasm that Coach Hall has. It's, it's and it rubs off on everybody. It seems like there was just a great attitude everywhere you looked. Everybody's excited. Uh, nobody's you know got their heads hanging down, and and uh, people are people are, uh, are are I think just as excited as I can remember um, here in the recent oh. years anyway. Really, uh, that's I was going to ask you how your excitement level was doing here preseason. <laughs> Well, you know, I look and well, I, hey, I even told coach, I was like, I'm still tempering my expectations, you know, uh, sounds like it. But but it's hard not to get behind a guy like this. It's kind of like, you know, I felt the same way when Munkin was here. You know, it seemed like every game we just kept getting better. And even though we were losing some games, you could if you had eyeballs and you were watching, you could tell that we were getting better every single week. Uh, the good thing about this team is that I think we have a lot more uh, players already in place. And that Coach Hall can uh, can um, can build on that. I, mean, I think he can kind of put it in uh, in overdrive. And I, I don't know if he was planning on having to win, you know, as many games as maybe we need right now since this continental shift is happening. But uh, I'm sure glad that we have Coach Hall uh, running the program uh, now, as opposed to the last time one of these happened. One of these things happened and uh, didn't go so well. This is the first time, so we've been on the air for a little over five years now, and this is the first time we've had a head football coach on the show. And he's going around making the rounds. I mean, this is a guy who is is, is interacting. He's retweeting on Twitter. He's he's uh, he's been very engaged with fans. He's reaching out. He's doing these. He's done a lot of interviews. So this is somebody who gets it. He gets the whole uh, PR side of things, the whole marketing side of things, the hype side of things, the energy side of things when it comes to promoting the football program. And it's it's certainly a breath after what we went through last year, especially. It's certainly a breath of fresh air, and I look forward to seeing how the the fans respond and how the how the team responds. I think it's going to be. I'm not, you know, we'll get into our predictions in a few weeks. I'm not 
predict projecting that we go out and are, are world beaters, but I think it's going to be fun to watch whatever it ends up being. Well, I sent in I like- our application for the SEC today. I, I didn't know that <laughs> you could just like type up a letter and be like, hey, we want in. So uh, I don't know what the time frame is on on responses on that, but I'll let you guys know. Thank you. That's yeah. Let us know. Let us know how that goes. Uh, and as and before this recording. So we're recording this before this event happens, but there's a chalk talk with the ladies that uh, Jason, your wife's going to mm-hmm. um, as well. So. Maybe we can have a report on that. Maybe he smells better than um, one of our former head coaches uh, a while back. Um, well, hold up now. Uh, you don't have to name any names, but did they smell good or bad? Not not good. It was yeah. not great. I, I think it was immediately following our practice, which well, we didn't know about. And but, uh, they were they were a very <laughs> a very machismo coach. If you um, do the math, that should probably narrow it down. As to who it might have been, um, they didn't smell smell like hair grease, like you probably would anticipate. But you know, uh, we'll we'll leave we'll get the the smell opinion next week. So another thing that Will Hall is doing, he has got a tour, Southern Miss Unmasked, the Will Hall introductory tour. He's been touring around. He's been to Jackson. He's been to the coast. He's been to Baton Rouge. Um, he's making the rounds. Uh, a couple of the events that are up there right now that he has left on this tour. August the 3rd, he's going to be in Houston, Texas. So everybody that's in the Houston area, there, he will be at the Cadillac Bar, which is at, going to be at 5.30 p.m. This event is sponsored by Chuck Shiana and Simtex LLC. So if you ever need a flight to Southern Miss, this is probably a good guy to get in with. So <laughs> yeah, go. no doubt. Let's see uh, Chuck Shiana at, uh, in Houston, Texas at the Cadillac Bar. Then yeah, on that sounds like a good event to make if you're in the Houston area. That's probably going to be a uh, you know top flight affair. As it's, yeah, it sounds outstanding actually. <laughs> the the uh, the Cadillac Bar that sounds that yeah. sounds that sounds like the type of place that it's like they probably have like a lot of top shelf stuff, but they also have like a rattlesnake cage on the side. That's what it, <laughs> it's like. They probably have like a it's probably yeah, got for a, sure. It's got a little got a little Texas in it. Yeah, I wonder if there will be like a lofty returns ice sculpture or something. Yeah, this is the kind of guy that's just like, I got this statue on my desk. I'm going to buy a really big one and plop it down on campus. I don't see why not. <laughs> he should yeah. he should have a lofty return ice sculpture. You could do like lose shots out of it. Now we're getting creative. <laughs> we're getting wild, yeah. Chuck, Chuckless party, hit us up. Um, then on August the 14th, it will be in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I believe it is going to be at the uh, volleyball facility. So we'll have some more information for that uh, for you on that next week. But, yeah, I believe they're going to have it in the new volleyball facility. So it'll be the first opportunity for some people uh, since we weren't – since the COVID had, uh, really had the attendance limited for the volleyball games. First chance to check out this new volleyball facility. So – yeah, I'm August glad 14th. you changed the the wording up there because it it you it sounded like you were going to start by saying since we weren't allowed to go to volleyball games and then that just sounds like you've got some kind of restraining order. Uh, <laughs> and that's the, the the appropriate wording we've used. I'm glad you changed course. Yeah, I caught myself. I was <laughs> trying not to not trying not to let it slip. So, uh, Jason also in Southern Miss. News. Well, I say Southern Miss news, but uh, some Southern Miss activity going on right lately. You actually attended a 
Southern Miss basketball practice a couple of weeks ago. Tell us a little bit about your experience at the greenhouse. Yeah, so I I uh, hit up Coach Ladner and asked if uh, well, asked if, if if you and I could go to a basketball practice, and then you you know totally did not take me up on that, so I had to take Reagan. <laughs> the whole but, uh, job thing, what a bummer. Yeah, right man, then it just get in the way. Um, but so anyway, so uh, I know football season is coming up, but but you know, I, I've, I hadn't been to a whole lot of basketball practices in my life, and I wanted to see what these new guys were about. And, um, you know, I'm completely an expert because I've been to one practice ever now. So uh, uh, but but I, I did uh, – I, I liked what I saw. I liked how they ran practice. Everything was – I'm talking about like just very detailed. Like you do this for these three minutes. You do this for these four minutes. And they kind of worked their way up. From uh, drills to one on one, two on two, three on three, um, a lot of fast break stuff, a lot of high flying, a lot of threes being shot. Um, it was really cool to watch it, and it was also a, a couple guys that stood out for me. Uh, number one, uh, Waylon Napper. He's a uh, he's a he's a true Div- uh, Division One point guard. You know, um, that's something that was lacking, and we did as best as we could last year, um, but. Uh, you know, a guy like Jerron Pierre is probably going to benefit a whole lot from not having to run that, as as well as Tay Hardy, probably. Um, having both those guys be able to just be a true two um, is going to be fantastic. So Waylon looked great. Um, Isaiah Moore uh, is the big transfer that came in from, uh, was it St. John's, I believe? Um, he really looked the part. Um, just you look out at our team now and they look like a division one basketball team, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Stevenson's back, you know, he kind of fiddled with, with not coming back for a little while, but he's out there in my eyes was clearly the leader on the floor. And, um, and I also would have zero chance of getting through one of these practices (laughs) (laughs) because they do not stop the entire time. Not that I'm in shape and I'm in my forties and I get all that, but Holy crap. Um, he really puts them, puts them through the ringer out there. And, uh, it just, I mean, it was just, it was just good to, to, to be back in Reed Green. I think they've done some more painting. I was noticing that the aisles when you're coming down, they have like, they have like a fresh coat of paint. They have the little numbers, uh, um, in gold, uh, going up and down the, uh, the thing there. And I can't remember if it was like that last year or not. I don't think it was. Um, but the place looks good and, and the guys look good. It looks like we're going to have a good team on our hands and, I was sure appreciative of uh, of Jay and of Coach Roan and the Bullfrog. Bullfrog came over there and said, "Hey, so it was cool, man. We need to uh, take him up on that offer uh, more than you know one time, probably." Oh, absolutely, yeah, most definitely. And uh, you had something else you wanted to touch on, Jason? Uh, the Seymour's Sidekicks program, really a great deal going on right now. Okay, yeah. So Seymour Sidekicks. This is for uh, anybody who has kids out there. I don't know what the actual age thing is. Oh, here it is. If you have a kid under, if you have a child or family member who is under the age of 14. So it doesn't even have to be your child. It can be like your nephew or whatever. Um, 25 bucks. But listen to all this stuff that you get for this $25. You get a T-shirt and ID badge, a drawstring bag, school supplies, which includes pencils, erasers, notebook, pencil pouch, a sippy cup or a plastic cup, depending on how old the kid is. You get a piggy bank, free admission to the November 27th football game versus FIU with the opportunity to walk an Eagle Walk, which is worth like $100 to me. <laughs> um, free admission 
Eagle, Junior Eagle Funland at all the football games, which is located over there uh, across from us at Spirit Park. Free admission to all home soccer, volleyball, women's basketball, non-conference men's basketball and softball games. Free admission every Sunday uh, to home baseball games and an invitation to exclusive Seymour's sidekicks events. So that's a whole lot of stuff. Um, it's probably Ooh, worth the $25. Yes, yeah, it's, it's worth the $25 just for the T-shirt, probably. But you get all the other stuff. You get free. You get to go to all these, all these games. Every single baseball game on a Sunday, get in for free. Um, it's great. And you get to walk an eagle walk. You know what? I've only done it one time. Only uh, I think I think two years ago is the first time we put Jack in the Seymour Sidekicks. And of course, last year we didn't do Eagle Walk. So the year before that, I got to walk an Eagle Walk one time. It's the only time I've ever done it. But lots of people are taking pictures during this during Eagle Walk. I had several people send pictures, send me pictures of me and Jack. And one of them, you know, it's like me and Jack's on my shoulders, and there's like some coaches around and players around, and just it's it's one of the best photos that we have. So it's very cool. It's 25 bucks. Um, if you, you know, have a child or know a child or, you know, have seen a child before, you should probably sign them up. Maybe not just the children that you've seen. I think they'll take your money. I mean, they will take your money, but uh, <laughs> you, you're maybe crossing some, some lines there, uh, buying <laughs> gifts for uh, just random children throughout the community that you don't know. It's better to give than receive, Shane. I agree, but let's not uh, give your way into uh, some kind of criminal charges. <laughs> oh, what was that? That was a bullet uh, bourbon single barrel pick from some buddies up here. Uh, the, it's called Double Shortcake. It kind of tastes like strawberry shortcake. Mm. I, not going to lie. It's delicious. The first thump was a uh, cat head old soul. 15 year bourbon I had to uh so we hadn't recorded in a while I had to, to drink something from from back in the good old sip let's let's really mix things up a bit let's touch on the uh, conference realignment situation right now I don't want to get too into it because it's really really nothing has happened and really it's a situ it's a, a situation where I think a lot of our fans are kind of Telling themselves stories or putting themselves stories in their heads, but nothing has happened. Like the, it's been, you know, leaked out that Oklahoma and Texas have intentions to leave the Big 12 and head to the Southeastern Conference. Uh, you know, oh, that look, is official. They they officially put it in and they have officially submitted the letter to uh, the SEC on really weird joint Texas Oklahoma letterhead. Hmm, that is odd. But, yes, it, it has gone down. It went down today, as a matter of fact. That's like okay. petitioning for an – Okay, so so that is uh, – yeah. I mean, their the tensions are known, They've made it, but but they haven't been accepted. Like, nothing's happened. It's, yeah. it's likely that it'll, it'll, it will happen, but, I mean, that's just the first domino. I mean, we, we really have a ways to go before I think things start to affect us. Um, and really, I don't see a situation where – these power five, these high resource five schools split the pie any more than they have to. So the likelihood of us getting left behind by again, a, 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 right? Well, I mean, we we were, but in some ways we were, but some ways we weren't. Like, yeah, you know, 
Louisville is 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 in a Power Five conference right now, but I mean, TCU, most, TCU is, but most of the rest of the teams are not. Yeah. Um, I mean they they I mean I would rather be in their conference, no doubt, but it's not you know it's not an automatic guarantee, and I don't see a situation. I mean I don't see a situation where those guys aren't at the table right now, where they're just going to be like, oh, come join us at the table. <laughs> so I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? But I, what I'm saying is. There's no reason to tell yourself stories that aren't happening. There's no reason to get worked up. There's no reason to get, you know, oh, woe is me. Oh, this guy's – there's a lot of exciting things that are happening right now. And in all likelihood, when all the dominoes fall, we're going to be in a similar situation to what we've been in for a long time. Um, so the best thing that could happen for us is for this thing to drag out because the more time that we have – uh, I think the excitement is going to build around football. We need to severe. I mean, more important than winning is severely, uh, incrementally increasing our donor base. That yeah. is the most important thing, and winning will help with that. So, the more time we have, the more time we have to renovate Reed Green, the better of a position we'll be in. Who knows what we'll be in when all said and done? But I just don't see a scenario where you you get any more teams at the table than what you have now. Yeah, the sky is not falling for sure, 100%. There's, there's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, the the Big 12 is is being damaged pretty badly by this, and it's not going to be the last piece that moves around. But like Jamie said, there's, this is the, the sky is not falling. This is not a chicken little situation. Uh, there's a lot that is left to play out, and my hope is that this spurs uh, some kind of best of conference USA, best of Sunbelt conference that should have happened a long time ago, uh, which I feel, you know, you, you take the, the top of the Sunbelt, the top of conference USA, that's a better geographical fit than conference USA is right now anyway. And those teams are just as strong as the AAC uh, as, as a combined group. So uh, we may end up in a better situation after this is all said and done. Well, I know one thing we can't do is we can't go out and lay an egg this year, right? Yeah. Um, that's that's what happened last time, and uh, we we could not pick the worst time to do it. And Jamie's talking about a lot of these crazies that are out there. I'll admit, he had to talk me straight off the ledge the other day <laughs> when, <laughs> when we uh, were talking on the phone. But, I mean, I can also play the other side of the card, too, not just a total doomsday scenario, but we do. We still have a passionate fan base. Like, you know, the, the our, our closest neighbors, like Alabama – LSU, well, yeah, we don't have the kind of fan base that they have, but nobody else in the world does, right? So um, you start comparing us to, 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 I mean, have you ever been to a game at Rice, you know? Um, and I've never done this, but Vanderbilt's got the best teams in the world coming in year in, year out. So does Missouri. They still don't pack it out. Miami sucks. So, you know, we, we've, we've got a lot uh, in, in that going for us. And we don't – I don't know if there's a more passionate fan base – out there than Southern Miss. Like the people that I see at football games are also the people that I see at basketball games and at baseball games. People just love it. You know, it's in their blood. Um, and I'm one of them and I like it. Uh, that being said, you know, it, it's, but it, it, it's still, you know, I, it's, it's a very pivotal moment <laughs> that I think it's extremely important to win football games. And like you said, Jamie, I know the donorship thing, I've never been able to figure out why it's so hard to increase that. I don't know. Um, but I do think that winning will help. And it might even help that we haven't been good in a while. 
think we're getting the chance. I think we're getting ready to start beating the crap out of people again. So maybe that'll help people just open up their eyes. And finally, enough time's gone by where they realize that this isn't the Reggie Collier days, and it's just the landscape has just changed, right? So if everybody wraps their head around that, you couple it with the with a winning season, hopefully a conference championship in the next couple of years. A super excited head coach. Um, you know, maybe all that wraps up into, you know, landing in a better situation conference wise. Worst case scenario, I think we're still in a crappy spot, right? We're in a crappy spot right now. <laughs> uh, we might as well start winning. Um, and if we start winning, then if the worst case scenario is that we're just awesome in a crappy conference, I guess that's okay. Best case scenario, we're awesome and we get more money to be in a new conference. So either way, you, you got to win. So let's hope that this year is the beginning of that. And I, and yeah, I, I, I totally get the anxiety of, I mean, you look at where we were, you know, when we started, started the Liberty Bowl coalition. You look at where we were with the Metro Conference with, mm. you know, Virginia Tech, Florida State, South Carolina, Louisville, Memphis, Cincinnati. I mean, if that would have stayed a football conference, it would have been a pretty stout football conference. And then you go to the Liberty Bowl Alliance and then you go to Conference USA. I mean, all those uh, you know, team Sands, Florida State, Virginia Tech, South Carolina. Um, then you you look at the teams that then you we we let UCF in after you know after what uh, we let South Florida in, let UCF in, and then they get the 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 opportunity to move on faster than we do. Um, it, I totally get that, totally understand that, but at the same time, it's uh, I don't think there's going to be a situation where we're not going to be in a similar situation than to what we are in, in right now. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how it would, I mean, we're always going to have the same peers. Like, you know, I say that even though they moved on, but we're going to have similar peers. The only schools that are really going to have an opportunity to move up and on are ones that are, uh, that have a big enough, uh, a good enough situation. Like, uh, you know, in a metropolitan area with, you know, good donor base. I don't know that TV market even matters as much anymore, but, I, I don't see a situation where we're worse off than we are now, so I guess that's good. Yeah, there's only a couple that really, I, I feel, have a chance at moving up, and it's because they're pretty good-sized universities in major metropolitan areas. I mean, UCF is one of the biggest schools in the country uh, enrollment-wise, and then they're in Mickey Mouse's backyard. So a little bit of success, and, and you have a lot of companies with money jumping on board to be partners there. Uh, there's certain things about Southern Miss that we cannot change that don't help us in these situations. We're in a, in a small population state that has two SEC schools. Uh, we don't have a med school or a dental school or a law school, anything that, you know, creates your, your typical high earning jobs. But we've got a really good, passionate core of fans. I mean, even, even during the darkest days of the last decade that it has been a rough spot for Southern Miss football, there's still that core group of fans there. And a little winning brings out the bandwagon fans that just want to be associated with a winner. And that's cool, too. Come spend your money, pack out the stadium, be loud, drink beer. But, I mean, that's really the difference between uh, a good year and, you know, us continuing to struggle is getting those bandwagon fans back on board. And the only thing that cures that is winning. And uh, I think that's on the horizon. Well, Sutter Miss has, has, has made, you know, 
like like what Southern Miss is is people not giving us a chance, right? Yep. Uh, and I mean they didn't even want the university to go here, so it was a long shot even getting it to begin with. And since then they've been trying to beat us down for what a hundred years, you know. We've held our own. It's kind of amazing when you look at it, yeah. all the disadvantages that that we have compared to uh, the advantages that the schools up north have. Um, that you know that that we that we hold our own. <laughs> And I like that, man. I dig that. I don't want to be the rich guy. I'm not yeah. saying like if I didn't win the lottery that the rock wouldn't look a whole lot different. But uh, you know, as a university, Southern Miss is never going to be the rich guy. And even though we don't have a med school and all that, I know plenty of people that are doctors that love Southern Miss just because we didn't, just because they had to go to University of Mississippi Medical School because that's like the only one. It doesn't mean they're Ole Miss fans, even though Ole Miss would love to claim that every single time. Um, we all know people that have done that that are doctors and dentists and everything else that bleed black and gold. So I don't even buy that argument totally. Uh, but I, I kind of, from, but not totally. Um, anyway, man, this is, this was, this was, this, I mean, there's nobody that I know of that, that, I mean, outside of the hardcore fans that we talk to all the time that thinks that we're going to come out of this at all, you know, and that's when Southern Miss tends to thrive. So we'll see what happens. And like I said earlier, uh, I'm sure glad that we got Coach Hall uh, steering this ship right now because he believes it. He knows it. So great hire. <laughs> um, fingers crossed it all works out, but I have a really good feeling. So we've got uh, – so changing gears here, we uh... – have 13 former Golden Eagles currently on NFL rosters. So just to give you an idea of who's going where, training camp for most everybody was uh, started last week. We've got Cornell Armstrong with the Houston Texans, Jamie Collins with the Detroit Lions, DeMichael Harris with the Indianapolis Colts, Rashad Hill with the Minnesota Vikings, Tim Jones from, from last year's squad, uh, now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tavarius Moore with the San Francisco 49ers, although he probably will not see the field anytime soon given his Achilles injury. Um, Nick Mullins is now with the Philadelphia Eagles along with Quez Watkins. Picasso Nelson is with the Arizona Cardinals. Raquel Nunez Roches with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And by the way, he got his Super Bowl ring the other night. And, and he went to the White House. So a, a huge Past couple of weeks for Raheem Nunez Roches, Jalen Richard with the Las Vegas Raiders, Mike Thomas with the Cincinnati Bengals, and Cameron Tom with the Miami Dolphins. So they just give you a rundown on where the former Golden Eagles are located right now. Yeah, that's a nice list. That's we got a we got a good good group of guys in the league right now. Absolutely, and you know, I love it anytime anybody can get a ring. I don't know who all in that group will be contenders this year. You know, there's going to have to be some things that that, that shake out. But um, it was, not, even though I'm not a Tampa Bay fan, it was nice to see Raheem Nunez Roches get a ring and just how excited he was to get it and show it off. Yeah, well, I mean, with Brady back in Tampa, man, they've got a good they, a shot as anybody. Got a, yeah, they've got a great shot. Probably he's probably got the best shot out of anybody on our list right now. But uh, you never know. You never know. Somebody will come out of the blue. We'll see what happens this year. Well, guys, it's been a treat talking to you again. Obviously, we'll be back next week. Uh, Comedy News had a great show last week at uh, Southern Prohibition with Dave Ross. Shout out to everybody who came out. And uh, as of this recording, we haven't had Laughs for Life yet, but I'm sure it's going to be a riot at the Sanger with Nate Bargatze. So we'll have Mm -hmm. some reporting on that next week. 
Uh, Hub City Comedy's 11th anniversary show is going to be August the 27th. You get to see some of the best local comics in the area. We didn't do an anniversary show last year. We're doing one this year at Brewski's August the 27th. Uh, so that's going to be a great time. You guys have any shout outs? Uh, yeah, I got a couple shout outs. I wanted to give a shout out to Mr. Dwayne Blackwell. That's Chase's dad. He footed the bill for the uh, golf tournament the other day. I really appreciate that. I wish I had played a lot better, but it is what it is. Um, also want to give a shout out to Coach O'Brien, Coach Armstrong, and Coach Hall for taking the time to talk to me while I was out there. And the last shout out I wanted to give was to Mr. Chris Leonard. He gave me some grass advice, and I appreciated it. <laughs> I bet Chris knows how to how to work a yard. He he comes off as the type of guy that's got a well manicured uh, green space out there. Bro, so he's part of like this Thursday night mowing league or something. What? <laughs> what? That, 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 that he was telling me about. I think it's uh, it's through Outkick, I think, or somebody associated with Outkick. Or I don't know. He was showing me these things on his phone, and he had a picture of his of the beer that he was drinking uh, sitting on top of his weed eater next to his lawnmower. <laughs> And you kind of you write out the tweet um, explaining how you cut it and what you were drinking at the time and all this. And I think I'm a part of that now. I guess this Thursday I got to mow my grass and take a picture and do something. Um, but, yeah, no, he gave me some advice on, on how to get rid of this fungus I got in my backyard. And, um, it's working. Apparently that it's, it's, it's like a very uh, common thing in southern lawns. I don't know. But uh, – he told me what to go buy and how to put it out and how much water and blah, 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 blah. And I just sent him a picture. And anyway, so he's like my grass guy now. So I've got a grass guy. Got a high dollar grass guy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, like, is your backyard very shady? Because I know it's wet. been really wet down there. Yeah, it's been incredibly wet down there. It's so yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Jamie, you got fungus growing there uh, in, in your backyard? <laughs> it just comes and goes, man. It's uh, you know what yeah. Jamie's got in his backyard. Jamie has the perfect backyard for a cornhole tournament, which I know Melissa would never go for. <laughs> Man, but the last time, but, but was... it's it's like straight flat, and it's enough room to you could probably have like four games going at, at the exact same time. It's perfect. Hell, we could set up bleachers. Last time I hung out at Jamie's house, I want to say the neighbors were screaming at each other. That sounds about right. I mean, it's I think there's obviously a chick- been a while. I believe there's a uh, there's a chicken next door as well. No, the chicken's a- gone. Oh, I'm oh, sure okay. Josie loved the chicken. I think the, I think <laughs> the people I think the people that yell moved out, and were replaced by other co- college kids. Um, yeah, good times, good times in in uh in the hood here. Um, so I got a shout out, shout out to our new sponsor, BetUS. We're going to have some uh, some more information on that in the upcoming weeks. But, uh, yeah, BetUS for all of your online betting needs. Definitely check them out. Uh, I'm glad that that's BetUS because I, when you first sent it to me, I thought it said bet us. Like people are going to be competing against us, and I don't know what I'm doing. So You know, I don't, I don't think they care what you call them. Is, you know, that's a marketing tool perhaps. You know what my first bet of the year is going to be? We'll I'm about to ruin the day for tons of people in South Mississippi. <clears throat> My first bet's going to be Packers versus Saints. And I'm taking the Packers. I don't care if they're favored by 30. What if Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback anymore? He is. 
Well, I mean, I know he showed up for training camp, but he looked like he just crawled out of the recliner. Still walking away from like $37 million, right? There's not a human alive that's ever walked away from something like that. <laughs> and well, I don't think the Saints are going to be very good. So This is going to be fun to listen to how, see how this plays out when uh <laughs> for Jason and, and yeah. the listeners. I'm just glad he's keeping his excitement level down to realistic expectations. I don't want to really get am. him too excited. Now I'm looking at when the Saints are playing the Packers. September 12th. Well, you could be on to something since Mike Thomas is not going to be playing by then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, I guess we'll shut it down. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, if you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Oh. Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980.